Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Yeah, Chicago sports for sure. Afternoons on the score. I can't tell you how many coaches from the teams that we played called the next morning or GMs and said, you can feel your guys on tape. You can feel that the way that they play. When you came to play the Bears, come hell or high water, the Bears were going to put a physical beating on you. I don't care whether you won or lost. You're going to know you in the damnedest game you've ever been in your whole life. So Bearsy from Ryan Poles today. And I don't believe him to be telling the truth. I felt your team on tape. <laughs> and you're so condescending. Oh, really? During the 10 game losing streak mm-hmm. when they were playing a bunch of backups and accountants, it just it just really left a mark on the other team. Accountants. I Good mean, to see Northbrook Bob out there. It's just, it's just so ridiculous. Like, really? The, the, the Niners had a stretch where they legitimately, for like 10 games, the team that they that played the Niners the week after they played the Niners went 0 10. That's leaving your mark on a team. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God, it was so physical. It was so tough to play the Niners. We always lost the next He's proud of their guys. He's proud of the effort. He said that a couple times. You couldn't believe how hard they were practicing and playing there at the end. But how many people do you really think called Ryan Poles and said, Just so you know, man. We felt you guys. On tape. and, and, And if they do, if they did do it, then it happens every week in the NFL. Because if teams felt the Bears, you felt everybody, right? I don't know. <laughs> oh, come on. Pitt's principal was out there doing its work, man. They were competitive. They played hard. Yeah. I'm not saying they didn't play hard, but I, I don't, I don't, I didn't get the sense watching it that like they were a crazy, overly physical team that would really leave its mark. They weren't very penalized. They were competitive. They maybe even outperformed what their talent suggested they should, mm. but I don't believe they left a mark. On teams they play. I think that's the way you got to feel when you don't win a big pile of games. Right. You got to feel like, well, at least my guys played hard. At least we learned some valuable lessons. Uh, at least we, we learned winning habits. And he talked about that. He talked about it at the beginning. 
at the very beginning of the whole thing, he said that he had talked to his mentor, friend, about how you put aside wins and losses. That's when he broke out the uh, the children's toy. Oh, yeah, we had, we had Legos today. We had Legos at Ryan Poles' press conference. In our all-staff meeting, I handed out a building block in the shape of a Lego. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sure did. I brought in Legos for you guys. This is some leftover stuff from Ruben. If you're watching on Twitch, um, I want to see who can build the best thing. With the Legos that I have here, Danny Listen, is off and running. We're not a prop show, okay? <laughs> we don't do parties. Sorry, I didn't bring a silver beard. We don't do beer. Just spray, you know, spray paint on my lips, directly I I, on my I lips. I don't really know what you think we do around here, but this is a very serious radio operation that we have. Legos are awesome. Liam Hendricks, a uh, friend of the show. Yes. Um, who we are sending our best vibes to. As he deals with illness, um, is a huge fan Big of Lego. Lego guy. Big Lego guy. And we'll talk about Liam Hendricks with Joe Kelly coming up at right. 3.30. But I, yeah. I'm, I'm down with the Lego. I'm down These with are the some Lego. crappy Legos. You think so? Yeah, I have a horrible selection here. Yeah, me too. I can't do anything with these. These are well, very small. Yeah, like, I was hoping Speaks would bring in the larger block Legos for the for the younger Danny, kids. Because that's what he was handing out Danny, to his players. You know, <laughs> you know what? Once your kid starts growing up, you start getting rid of the, uh, the big Lego blocks. I got to tell you, I get rid of all Legos. You know why? Because I'm looking at Shane putting them together, and I've stepped on these in my kid's room barefoot the, the so worst. many times. Oh, the it's, the, it's the worst pain imaginable. So any <laughs> Lego that's laying around, I just throw uh-huh. it away. All right. Well, I have a stack. I got a stack of six together. Feeling pretty good about that. Oh, very impressive. Thank you. Yeah. I'm trying to spell the F word. <laughs> <laughs> that's your reflection of how you feel about Saboteur. the segment taking yeah. place. I like that. I'm down with Ryan Poles having a Lego block. He's got to feel something. Yeah. Props matter. Here, I, you know I love props. Uh, the thing is, Ryan Poles isn't bad enough at his job yet where we will really mock the Lego thing. But if in two years he yeah. blew the Justin Fields evaluation, Dude. blew the number one pick, and blew the cap space, yeah. we'll be like, man, the Bears had a GM who brought Legos to a press conference. Uh-huh. That child. I can't wait to hear what Jalen did with his Lego or if he remembers <laughs> getting the Lego. Or, yes. you know, that I can't wait for, regardless of when we ask. You know, every time that I hear somebody say, the pieces are in place. Yeah. I go back to the early score days, mid-90s, when Wani's Army was a thing, and our friend Dave Wanstead, I believe it was Wanstead who said it. It might have been Hatley who said it. All the pieces are in place. I dropped a leg. And it sounds good at the time when there's optimism, like you're saying, and then these things have a way of aging extremely poorly. Anything like that. I'd rather it age poorly than be poor in the moment. Like remember when Ted said, "We got everything except the quarterback and wins." Haven't solved the quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other than quarterback right. and winning more games, right. I'm happy with how everything went. Yeah, all you're doing today is anticipating this aging poorly. That's that. That's better. That's, That's way progress. better. That's what I'm saying. It's way better. They're men who love football. Yeah. Um, and I get that. Um, and 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 during my transformation, they'll never be pieces again. Uh, okay. Good. All right. Nothing that guy said aged well. No, no. There was very, <laughs> very few things that aged well there yeah. at all. But All right, so we got Legos. I'm all, got- anybody have a problem with the Legos? I heard Lawrence besmirching it, making fun of it. I, I'm here in support of Lego. I, like I said, for now, I'm in support of it, but okay. I, I reserve the right to mock it uh, if he ends up being bad. They're kind of cool. Like, they got the Bears logo on there, which is cool. Like, do you have to outsource that? Does Lego do a special job for the Bears with, like, you know, hundreds of Lego pieces? I'd question. like to have one to have on our little mantle here or in your studio in there. A Bears Lego piece <laughs> yeah. would be great.
It, Grody? That, absolutely. Grody? Mark? It's probably still sitting on that table. <laughs> go, go take it. Whenever we get Ryan Poles on the show, we could ask him for a Lego, and maybe he'll bring it to us, like Matt Nagy gave us a visor to try to win us over. That oh, was yeah. so nice. Oh, that's right. He brought Mac and I visors. God, history repeats. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. Gruesome. It's all we do. Uh, okay, so le- Legos came up. Legos came up, and Buckets came up. That's, that you know, really fit the, the was motif so the sad about Trent Dilfer, the He's head coach us. at UAB, who's not even responding to our messages now. Now, well, I, I thought we had something special with Trent, but it, obviously we developed the concept of the buckets, the stuff bucket, the playmaker bucket, the pocket passer bucket. And thankfully, as Ryan Poles talked about, you know, um, the offseason and how he's going to be evaluating players, we don't have to live without buckets. Uh, we're going to evaluate the players. We're going to put them in certain value buckets. Buckets. It's oh, nice. It's nice to know that buckets are still going to be here for us, isn't it? It, it does. But I got to say. It is on my bucket parade again. Buckets? Well, no, no, no. We we we've got enemies on this show, or people are, are enemies with us. No way. I'm just saying. Is Trent Dilford? Has Pat, he? When's Pat Forty? By the way, <laughs> well, we got to tell that story at some point. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd rather tease to it. I, let's, let's let's leave the Pat okay, Forty story we'll for, for for a rainy day. Okay. Because uh, it's always fun when you get a, you have a new enemy that you don't even know about. Uh, for no reason at all. Okay, but has Trent Dilfer? Gone from friend to enemy. Is he the first? Are we? Will- I mean, he's ghosting us. I can't. It's the UAB job. Okay, he's, but see, he's not the national security advisor. You're generalizing here. He's not ghosting us. This is a personal attack on me. <laughs> he's ghosting me. I do the communication with Trent. That's yeah. right. And we're at like five unanswered text messages. It's so you're like a stalker at this point. A lot of people are asking the question. Is Shane Reardon the problem? Well, you know, well, I should reach out to him. Hey, Trent, I'm the guy that does the audio. We've never talked before, but you want to come on one more time for me? You, you know what? The audio guy? That's great. I, yeah, he loves That's your great. Montage. He loves your montage. Like, I thought about asking for his number after we did the buckets because I, I felt such a connection with him. I was so happy about it. And then I could have reached out now. But, yeah, he doesn't know who I am. Tanny, that's a great call. Oh, but I would hear you you got to do it. I'm wondering if the whole thing was a lie. When he went on with Cowherd, he was like, I do some show in Chicago. And now he's ghosting you as soon as he gets the UAB job. Was he was was he, was he a con artist? Did he just put us on? Wow, he could Did, have. Was he just taking the money, doing the evaluation, giving the, us great content? It and wasn't it was that purely much money. Tra- it was purely transactional for I, him. I think he had a really good time. It was a good chunk of money for one hour and twenty minutes of work. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I just I thought he had a good time. I thought he was honest I loved with us. I I, I loved it so us. much and now so, he's ghosting us. He'll come back. So now we have Ryan Poles' buckets. How could UAB how good will UAB be? You know? That's what I'm saying. Now I'm rooting against them. <laughs> they gotta play Georgia next year. That's not gonna go well. Yeah. But I wanna root for UAB. And if he comes on the show one more time, I'm back in on Dilfer. But the the non response on the texts, come on. Man. It just ain't right. It's not the SEC. Yeah. It's a UAB. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a, it's a branch school. Yeah. It just doesn't. Not even the main one. It doesn't, doesn't feel right. Blazers. Um, Shane, That's today. like me saying I went to Columbia. Yeah. Oh, which which one? <laughs> right. That yeah. one. The one at Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's smart, though. Yeah, I just tell people I went to Columbia. That's you a good should. idea. Yeah, you should. I don't say Columbia College, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that place sucks. It doesn't, though. Lots of good stuff came out of Columbia. Some stuff. Okay. I met some people. You talk about a powerhouse class. Myself, Adam Abdallah, Stephen Berger. You talk about a group wow, right there. That's big. Right there. Ruben's yeah, piano teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Berger's delivering water, I think, now. Oh, boy. 
Famous hey. alums from the other Columbia include Lou Gehrig, Alexander Hamilton, and Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> well, my classmate, Pat Sajak and Andy Richter. Now, your fellow alumnus. Yeah. yeah. Classmates, yeah, whatever. <laughs> AD Bryant. Yeah. George okay. Ste- uh, other Columbia, Kate McKinnon, Lou Gehrig, George Stephanopoulos. Hmm. Hmm. Alicia Keys. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, those are good. Just saying. No, the, the, no, you're conf- you're confusing the Columbia's. I think yeah. there's no way Alicia Keys went to Columbia College Chicago. No, I'm talking about the other Columbia. Oh, okay. Columbia yeah. College Chicago has Common. We've got Kanye. Yeah, oh, strong, <laughs> strong. All right, well, Mavis Staples has an honorary degree. Oh, come on, there you go. Jim DeRogatis teaches over there. I mean, you know, it's, it's a thing. It's a place. Well, yeah, I guess it's a debate. Take it to Gridiron Assassin who says that Wani claimed all the pieces were in place in 1996. It was Hatley. Mark Hatley brought in 97. Thank you very much. This important clarification brought to you by the Gridiron Assassin. That, that, is, that is valuable. We, we want to be accurate around here. Speaking of being accurate, I saw the score on our Instagram put a big graphic up with the word yeah in quotes under the context of, you know, do you expect Justin Fields to be the starter next year? Hmm. I saw this quote going very viral. Yeah. Yeah was the, was the response. Uh, Tanny, can we hear Ryan Poles be asked if Justin Fields is the starter, please? Ryan, do you plan on Justin Fields being your starting quarterback next year? Yeah, we had good conversations. Got, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, yeah sure. Good conversations. Right. And he went on to talk about what he needs to work on and everything like that. Here, I hear that as a yeah. Here's the problem. Yeah. Tanny, can you play basically how every other answer by Ryan Poles started, please. Yeah, we had good conversations. Um, what can you accomplish this offseason, and, and realistically, how much can you get done? Yeah. Is there a moment for you when you said, oh, wow, that this is something where now I'm, I am really excited? Yeah, well, yeah, I think, yeah, 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 I thought, yeah, so we're working through that. Yeah, I knew the scenario. Yeah, so you always start with film. Yeah, yeah, so that's a lot. Oh, boy. So he's got a yeah problem. And we all have verbal tics. But I am not convinced that yeah is affirmative. I'm expecting him to be the starter next year. There were some yeahs there that were after non-yes or no questions. Almost all of them. Almost all of them. He was just, it's him processing the question that you're asking. He's buying Yeah, indeed. So I, I, I think that he's... So can we hear the full hmm. of the? Does he expect to be the starter? Do we have? Can we pull that in a second? Because I I think I'm not trying to create controversy where there isn't one. I think that, that wouldn't be something you do. I think Ryan pulls it w- was intentional in trying to keep. I think the, I thought the word of the day was flexibility. He want and he he was he praised Fields. He talked about how he's got to get better as a passer. But if you read it like our Instagram account and a lot of the beat writers seem to on social media, which was that, yeah, was affirmative, then, yeah, you expect him to be the starter for next year. Hmm. But when you hear that he uses it as like a, a pause, basically, where he processes the question and he did it in a bunch of non-yes or no things. Yeah, it's dangerous. Let's just listen to it with, it with yeah, as a placeholder as opposed to yeah, as an affirming yes. Yeah, we had good conversations. I'm excited for the direction he's going and as i mentioned before he knows where he has to improve i think you mentioned that the other day 
Um, so we're excited about his development and where he goes next. He showed ability to be impactful with his legs. There's flashes with his arm. Now if we can put that together, I think we have something really good. Because you have the first pick, there are people that sit there and go, the quarterback might be available there. But you're saying Justin's your guy. Well, we're going to do the same as we've always done. We're going to evaluate the draft class. And I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of decision. Ryan, specifically, do you want to see Justin Fields get better as, as, a, as a passer? Yeah, just um, as a passer, just for things to slow down um, mentally and then be able to react and anticipate quicker. Um, obviously, with that, we also have to continue to build around him. So. Yeah, no, this is, I just said yeah right there as a, as a little tick that I, I didn't realize was coming out. We all do those kind of very things. Very common, yeah. I think it's a great catch by you. I think it is indeed something that he says as a placeholder. And when he comes out later and he says, I'd have to be blown away to make that decision, that's not ruling it out. No, and, and, and it, so if you listen to it, as we just did, with yeah, not as an affirming thing, uh-huh. and you just, just, as if, as if the yeah wasn't there, right? Just take it as a verbal tick. God, it's like I. He I said, he, the first thing he says is, "We had some good conversations." Uh-huh. That's what he said. Then we had some good conversations. Justin knows what we need. We think he needs to do. I'm really pleased with where he's at. He got. He can get better. Mm. He did great things. He was explosive with his legs. He's got to get better as a passer. All these, like it. He praised Justin Fields a lot today, and sure. he praised him specifically. But he left it open. He a hundred percent left it open Which and i'm should. not even convinced that he committed in any way to him being the week one starter next year because of how he answered all of the other questions all right so i think that's good work by you um to catch that verbal tick i think it's excellent work by tanny to isolate all the different yes um and i think that he correctly left things open yes for yeah um, for this 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 coming off season, as the way it should be, you want everybody to think that. I mean, why not? If if we know that Houston wants a quarterback and Indianapolis wants a quarterback, you might as well have it on the board that you are so smitten by the quarterback that they're bidding against your desire to just stay there as well. Correct. And the texter says, Parker, doesn't this go against your judge actions, not words thing? When people don't speak a lot, you got to judge them by their words on some level. I talk about like the quarterback at the podium, he talks every week. The coach at the podium, he talks three times a week. The manager of a baseball mm-hmm. team, he talks two, three times a day. Like, you know, it, but when Ryan Poles gives three or four press conferences a year, of course you're going to take some value out of it. But then, yes, his actions will say something else, yeah. right? Like, this guy is our starting quarterback, and then you draft someone else. Right? Wasn't Mike Glennon at the draft when the Bears drafted Mitch Trubisky? He was at the draft party. At the draft party? So at the draft party right? and got they, blindsided. They gave yep. him $18 million. They mm-hmm. said uh, that it was his year. This is my year. And four games into it, Mitch Trubisky was starting. Yeah. and that, So that's an actions over words thing. You know what I love to do? You, you caught it one time in me. I really like to go, yeah, no. You know, I'd like to say that. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, no. I say, yeah, I mean. Because, yeah, all yeah really is doing is affirming, I understand what you're saying. Correct. And then I'll give you my actual answer. Correct. It is not, he's not saying, yes, Justin Fields is my starter So that's, that's our Instagram? We put that up? Yes. As a station? Correct. Is that, that's not the great Kevin Lapka. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
Uh-oh. That's not, I mean, that's not marquee contributor. <laughs> we just hired a young man from The Ohio State University. Kevin Lapka is his name. I hey, mean, if you want to get praised, you got to get crapped on, too. Yeah. And I'm saying, yeah, there is an affirmative. Kevin yeah. Lapka, diehard Bears fan, uh-huh. heard it the way he heard it. And yeah. And I, I guess you could say that's speaking for a lot of Bears fans. This is all up to interpretation. You talk radio hosts walk around mm-hmm. like your word is gospel and everything that you say is true. He might have meant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it just it must, might have been acknowledging the question but, and moving but, but, on. But Kevin Lapka is, yeah. it, that's clickbait. That's clickbait out of Kevin Lapka. Right, it drives engagement. But Tanny and I were talking about that earlier. We don't think Kevin was thinking about that when he posted it. I think he actually believes that's what he <laughs> yeah. heard. Yes, yes, no, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a man who's definitive on what his yeses mean. I, I think a lot of beat writers, by the way, <laughs> took... They took the quote and they put it out there. Oh, I miss Hawk. Didn't realize how much I oh, missed him. Oh, come on. Everybody misses Hawk. Yeah, I missed him. Not over Benetti, right but just as a, as a presence in our lives. We should yeah. talk to Hawk next week. I would love to that talk to Hawk. That would be great. Anytime. Okay. Yeah. No. If, if we can't get Hawk, I'll call Don Cooper. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll call Hawk at home this week. Do it. Call early. <laughs> I think that that is a... I think that that is a meaningful verbal tick. It is, yes. That we uncovered. Semantically. Semantically. Yeah. Yes. Semantically speaking, of course, mm-hmm. as I like to speak so often. Oh, right. No, the, the yes or yeah is going to be in our head because I'm not judging him for the verbal tick. I'm just merely pointing out he did not commit to him as the week one starter like I, people are saying he did. I think I've said yeah three times since the conversation began, and every time I stop and I look inward and I it's, wonder what the hell's wrong with me. It's a little jarring. It is. Shane spotted a Freudian slip uh, from Ryan Poles today. Let's get to it. Bringing in some playmakers, more playmakers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Any about playmakers it. would be nice. I'm Just need a playmaker. <laughs> so, more playmakers. Sorry. <laughs> I'd like to find a playmaker. Any oh, playmaker would be amazing. fine. You're thinking about wide receiver and target. Bringing in some playmakers, more playmakers. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot, a lot of playmakers, frankly, and we have a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> no idea how many playmakers we have. So uh, many playmakers. All the best playmakers. Everybody's saying so. I said, wow, these are a lot of playmakers. <laughs> I, I walked in the room and I, I looked around and said, there's a playmaker. Frankly, that's a, there's a lot of playmakers over there. I think. There's Michael Irvin, the original playmaker. Yeah. Bring in some playmakers, more playmakers. Oh, and, and in fact, we might actually bring in Michael Irvin, frankly. We <laughs> yeah. might. He'd be an upgrade. There's the TV show on ESPN, <laughs> Playmakers. It's so good. Oh, that's a great catch. It is fantastic. Don't let anyone tell you this press conference was boring. Because you know there's times where he's watching and he's out there like, man, who's going to make a play for him out there? Mooney's hurt. Cole drops a ball sometimes. What the hell, man? We need some playmakers. Justin Fields is a playmaker. Other guys, not so much. Bringing in some playmakers, more playmakers. (laughs) More playmakers. No, no, any playmakers would be good. I really have enjoyed the yeah investigation. I'm telling you. I've enjoyed it more than fart investigations. People people said Bernstein pointed out. Yes, he did. But I have text evidence that I thought it before Dan said it. Uh, It was was clear. He he was answering all the questions by starting with the word yeah. Mm -hmm. And everyone on Twitter was running with the yeah as an affirmative. And I don't think that's what he meant. So let 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 me ask it this way. If he's got on the table the possibility of A... Texans wanting to trade up from two to one because he's convinced them that the Colts want to trade up from four to one. Yeah. 
and B, he himself taking the quarterback at one because he gets so smitten with Bryce Young because he'd have to be absolutely blown away, but that's conceivable, of course. He then offers Justin Fields to both the Texans and the Colts. Right, it, uh, it, it, it goes there. It says, that's why. That's why the situation is so unique because he thinks about whatever I get for Fields. If I were to do this, I'm adding to the overall coffers that include the extra two years of the rookie contract for Bryce Young. So he's got a, so many different balancing acts that he's going to be playing. There's going to be a lot of spreadsheets. Th- yes. Yeah, yes, of course. A lot of value buckets. A lot of different <laughs> buckets of value to sort through. Joe Kelly has a new book. He's one of the most interesting baseball interviews in this town, and it will be our first time talking to a member of the White Sox since Liam Hendricks' cancer diagnosis. We talk to Joe Kelly next on The Score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black. With 60 months special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Parkins and Spiegel show flashback. 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 Joe Kelly is on a mission to convince us that baseball isn't boring. <laughs> so this is going to be like this for 18 years. Yeah. yeah here yeah, we go. There Let it is. There it is. Let's watch the latrine lip. Uh, Hit the button. Again. You got your own oh, button. God. No, no you're good. No, okay. we, we got you it. don't need to. We'll we're, take care of no, it. We, we, we have bats off air on how many times we're going to make you so comfortable that you're going to curse. And I didn't even think about it. Where's that button at? <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> you're, you're good. I was like, that a baby, Aaron. What the Once was funny, twice is just not being careful. Well, no matter, we'll help you. And I just let it rip because I just dumb it ever. You know what I mean? Like three. Just play your game. Don't don't press. All right, we do have to ask you to think about the cursing thing just every once in a while. I, I now look here. I don't like that kind of talk. 
Now just stop it. It upsets me. I said, what the Yes. <laughs> I told him not to. Jump, dump him, dump him, dump him. I'm just laughing like, what You're just the being, <laughs> Yes. Five. Let's watch that language there. You got, you got to stop cursing or yeah. they are going to actually have an aneurysm on the other side oh, of the right. class. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you got to stop. My bad. But, that he called uh, Tim a Jackie. I was like, oh. Six. Bleep, sorry. Oh, bad. Filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Guys, like, that's terrible. Seven. No one would ever say that. By the powers vested in me by the Federal Communications Commission, I command you to get on the microphone in a serious manner and continue this broadcast. It would be... If it, I said, man, I feel like a... Eight. I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. And then he runs by me and says, hey, you're a line. You're a B word? Yeah. I'm just proving a point. You don't have to celebrate. Listen, man, our audience has absolutely loved this. Please don't be a stranger. We'd love to talk to you throughout the season, man, because uh, we're going to be talking White Sox all year long, all right? Oh, awesome. Thank you, boys. I want to take this time to apologize for some of the language, but nonetheless, our sincerest apologies to you, the listeners. better than nine curses this time i think that's also why odyssey's stock is trading at like 25 cents a share because they're still paying off all the fines uh to the fcc joe kelly of the white Sox joins us on the circa resort and casino hotline circa resort and casino in las vegas one of the world's largest sports oh is that unnecessary yeah, yes very is much that so. unnecessary? that's all right you got a million dollar deal yeah my bad uh what up joe Wait, did you get a million dollar deal? No, I didn't. I wish. We're, we're, we're just having some I fun wish. with him. He he deserves it. Um, but you know, just we had all a new do. contract. You know, yeah. it's it's not quite baseball money. The the AM talk radio game, Joe. It's you know almost as healthy of an industry as baseball. You know how it is. It's it's booming for you guys because uh, yeah, the fines weren't that bad for you. Uh, I paid them off a couple months ago. Odyssey sent me a nice little bill in the mail and. I uh, thought it was a joke, so I didn't pay that first. Um, and then I had an actual lawyer say, "Hey, if you don't pay these bills, we're gonna we're gonna take you to small claims court." Yeah, that's, um, so don't worry, guys. You guys are you guys are welcome for that. Um, I know it's your show, and I know I did I, I caused it harm, and, and I was the one cursing, but it's still your show. I think. Uh, you guys probably owe me a steak dinner somewhere. Yeah, it sounds good. You're, we're good. We're good for the steak dinner. It, you're lucky you paid when the lawyer was there. If not, we send Boomer Esaias into your house and he just beats the crap out of you. So you don't want that. Hey, I live in Arizona right now. Uh, it's the wild, wild west out here. You can buy a gun at Ace Hardware Store. So, Boomer, <laughs> don't try it. <laughs> don't tread on me. Yeah, I get it. Uh, stay away from Joe Kelly in Arizona. Oh, man. So uh, you, did you write a... Is this a novel? It's not a novel, right? A, a, a damn near perfect game reclaiming America's pastime. I, I, I saw novel? a headline that said it was a novel. It's not a novel. MLB.com uh, said it you was, wrote a novel. It was yes, it was based on a graphic novels, um, <laughs> the wrong kind of graphic novel. Uh, it was more because I only I had to take out that word, so it was good. Okay. Um, and so so during I'm I'm I probably actually wrote physically on my uh, in my notes in my docs. Uh, maybe a eighth of it, but most of it was done from uh, talk to text, you know, so that writes it for you. And, you know, going through with my co-author, Rob Bradford, who's done numerous books, said, hey, man, we got to we gotta tone down the, the, the cussing. And I said, Rob, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking my book. Like, I'm, I'm, and so it's going to text. And I was like, "That's why I have you. you you're you're going to be cleaning this up." So, uh, Joe, I remember it, the it, um, it I remember the book, not a novel. I remember the editorial you wrote in the L.A. Times uh, a few years ago. It's a beautiful editorial about editorial uh, about how beautiful the game is and how important the game is. That's the basis for this, right? You're expanding on that message. <clears throat> that is, it, 
It's similar, 100%. And um, so let me take you back a little bit before that. So Rob, and and he's one of my favorite favorite guys uh, in, in, in his field, and I don't say I have many of them. Um, we became close friends um, while I was in Boston and while I left Boston. Um, and one day he's like, hey, when you're done, you should write a book. He's like, you're very... You're very well spoken. I've seen you write. You could write. Uh, you went to UC school. You studied psychology. You know, you wanted to be a, a, a narco dealer in, in, in the DEA and, you know, get face tats and do all the gangbanging stuff. And I was like, yeah, it'd be cool, man. Like, I think uh, one day when I'm done planning, we'll write it. Um, and so 2020, we talked about it. And then obviously the lockout happens, right? Um, and I'm not on social media. Um, and but being from L.A., you know, I play for the Dodgers. Those fans are crazy. Uh, every single day, I went out to my house to either take my kid to school, pick up my kids from school, uh, go get a burger from In-N-Out, you know, go get a haircut, coach my travel ball team, my son's team. Uh, the conversation was, was the same thing every time. Hey, when are we going to play baseball? Hey, you guys are just greedy little assholes. Hey, you guys are, you know. One. And I was like, hey, whoa, 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 slow it down, slow it down. Uh, let me try to explain to you, and, and most people didn't have the patience. And so I, I started getting irritated about, how, you know, this person was like, well, when you guys play, I'm not going to watch. Like, oh, 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 okay. And so at first I was a joke, like, I don't care. Like, we don't care if you watch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it it doesn't matter. Um, and so the more and more I had this conversation and people saying that they were going to watch, I was like, man, what is this? Why, why, where, where's this coming from? And for me, myself not playing and me coaching a team and, you know, I just had all these memories of me growing up. I get to go to a game, go share that experience with my dad. My dad teaches me a little about the game. He buys me a hot dog. Hey, why did this pitcher throw a ball, you know, two strikes up and in? I thought he had good control the whole game. What does that mean? Um, and so all these little nuances that I had throughout my life started popping up in my head while this lockout was going on. And I started to get a little antsy. You know, I wanted to play baseball. Um, and then I started looking it through my son's eyes, and, and I was coaching a travel team. And these kids thought, you know, it would be cool if my coach was a major league baseball player. Um, growing up and so these kids you know want to talk baseball with me at the age of six and seven you know you know what's this like you know what's that like and man i just started missing it more and so i sat down and and, and just started writing you know as, as a kid i honestly wrote poetry i wrote poetry in a book i had a book i had a scrapbook where i did some art um you know i like realism i did a little bit of cross-etching uh, and wow. so i sat down and started writing and, and and i was pretty much trying to preach you know baseball needs fans and we need fans and, you know, pretty much to not give up on the game because that's all I heard. You know, I go to the barbershop, my, one of my buddies, and it was all these dudes, you know, coming in like, Hey dog, when you going to play baseball? Hey, you going to sign with the Dodgers? Hey dog, when, when this, like, man, why aren't y'all playing like all this crazy stuff? And I was like, you know, that led me to pretty much force me over the edge to start, you know, this little piece. And, you know, fortunately enough, you know, it, some eyes were on it because, you know, the times did pick it up and, you know, it was great, and, you know, it was in their, their sports section, and, you know, I got a couple of those papers because it's pretty cool to see something published like that. Um, and so that's kind of what motivated me. And then and then after that, you know, Rob Bradford came back to me. He's like, hey, we need to write a book. And I was like, I know. I said, when we're done playing, we'll write a book. He's like, no, like now. He's like, what do you mean? He's hmm. like, let's do a book. And I was like, man, I, I'm, about, I'm about to have three kids. Like, I, I'm busy. Like, I'm, I'm a major league baseball player. Like, there's, there's not enough time. And so – this book ultimately was a two-year process, um, you know, could have been done a lot sooner, you know, things happen. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, we, we, we pushed forward and, you know, after that piece, which really helped, you know, a lot of publishers, you know, pretty much are, you, you go, you're like a free agent. So you go to all these publishers and, you know, they, they say, A, I like your idea or B, your idea stinks or, you know, C, I like your idea. I want to change all this. 
And so it's kind of hard to find a balance and you kind of got to go for the, the, the group A where, you know, you get a good, good, uh, you know, obviously you get a publicist, you get a publisher, um, you get a company to back you and, and support you. Um, and so that ultimately led up to, you know, where we're at today with, with the book as me still being a, an active major league baseball player and not retired. Um, mm. And so it kind of just, kind of just all came together, man. It's very, very cool. It's a hell of an accomplishment. The book is a damn near perfect game, Reclaiming America's Pastime. Joe Kelly, White Sox reliever, is our guest. You can pre-order it now. Get it wherever books are sold. Uh, Amazon. Yeah, Amazon is where all books uh, heard of that are, place. Are, are sold at this point. I think it's a business model that's going to work. If you guys didn't know, yeah, that's how it started. If, if your listeners don't know, Amazon is not just to get toilet paper uh, delivered to you in the next two hours, okay? It yeah. was started as uh, for books. Yeah, no, I, I... And books are real. Books are real, guys. It's not just the internet. Books are real. <laughs> well, you're, and you're kind of cheating, talking your book, instead of actually sitting down and writing it. I'm using technology. How's that cheating? I'm just you saying. Well, I mean, ask, ask the you Astros. Don't, you, don't, you don't think Shel Silverstein <laughs> would have wrote her poems and talked to text if she could back in the day? Well, what, 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 about, what about Correa using Shell. technology? Come on. Yeah, everyone does it. Everyone does it. Okay. All right. So, so we go right from where the sidewalk ends right to, uh, you know, a damn near perfect game. All right. I got it. One of my favorite books. Yes. It's one of the best. Uh, Absolutely. Um, Hey, man, you got a new manager. You got a new manager and some new coaches in here. What's going to change? Clubhouse feeling? Bullpen usage? Uh, Yeah. Maybe a manager going to support you guys every once in a while? What do you think? I think there's going to be a lot of change, and I don't think it as much as people realize. And, you know, I've had this question from family, friends, you know. And, I mean, last year was last year, right? And and the reason why we were 81 and 81 is because we sucked. We had talent, but when you have – let's just say you have a team full of talent, right, and, and two guys out of that team don't perform, you could still win a lot of games or go to the playoffs. You know, when you have a half of a team who, who doesn't perform to what they're capable of, you become the White Sox, and that was us. We were 81 and 81. And so – you know, everyone wants to blame it on, you know, leadership or, or injuries or, or, or managers in that point. But, hey, we, when Tony was there, we played the same baseball we had as Cairo. We were still playing 500 baseball. So it wasn't, you know, it's nobody's fault. It's not the manager's fault. Um, it was the players, and that's where we need to take the responsibility. And I think going into this offseason, there's going to be a lot of guys who were like, shit, we got our asses kicked, and we yeah. need to figure out why we did. And so <laughs> I think especially – I mean, let's just take it another step back, man. So 2020, you know, COVID, no regular spring training. You know, coming in the, the next the next few years, no regular spring training. You got the lockout, you know. We didn't think we were going to play 162. Guys are probably still at home, you know, not even throwing a baseball, not even hitting baseball. It's like, all right, we just got a deal done. Two weeks report, two weeks spring training, you guys are gone. And so not only does it – the injuries are going to happen from that. Yes, every team has them. We had them. And that's because not a regular spring training has happened. You couldn't, you couldn't get your sprints in. You couldn't run down the line like a, a, a game. And that's why you saw us throughout the season. You know, even Tony, Tony said it. You know, I don't want my guys, you know, sprinting through the line because injuries are going to happen. And that was actually pretty smart because we didn't have the chance to actually ever get our bodies to 100% playing. And so now you're going into 162. And 162, you just get injured because of so many games. And so this offseason, you got a lot of guys who are pissed. And you got a lot of guys who are finally going to have a normal, healthy offseason. One for myself, I'm excited. I've been throwing. Uh, I've been lifting. I've been with the strength coaches. I've been with our regular trainers here out, out here in Arizona. Um, this is the first offseason in, in, in numerous ones that I've had where I've been able to come to spring training ready to go. You know, two years before that, I had shoulder surgery. Last year, I blew up my nerve. And I never – I was always playing catch-up, always playing catch-up. And, like, you know, when I'm hitting my stride, it's too late. The season's over because I was playing catch-up. So, 
for myself, I'm very excited. And I think all the guys on the team who are going to have a normal offseason, it's going to help them tremendously. But also their attitudes, you know, going in with that chip on the shoulder. Hey, we play terrible. We got a bus kick. Now let's go show what we really are. Um, and so, like I said, the whole leadership thing, like it, it's easy to blame a lot of things, but ultimately all the blame is on us as players. We didn't play good, but terrible defense, you know, didn't didn't have our, our, our uh, let's just say, our rhythm from, I mean, pitchers, I think, had a solid season, but there's a lot of guys, especially myself, like we didn't, we weren't able to ever get into rhythm and we're always playing catch up, you know. So I think uh, going into this year, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. And I think it's going to be fun for, it's going to be fun it's going to be 10 times funner than it was last year for White Sox fans. Let's put it that way. They're certainly looking forward to it. Uh, we love talking to you. We also love talking to Liam Hendricks. He comes on the show regularly. We obviously haven't spoken to him since the news of his diagnosis. Have you, and how's he doing? Yeah, so, man, Liam is a gamer. And so, I mean, two days until I found this out, I mean, we were playing catch. Liam was at the field here in Arizona. <laughs> and obviously he knew at that point, right? And so he's still getting his work in and, and trying to go about life as normal, which I probably do the same thing because, you know, it's a it's scary to hear the word cancer. And, you know, for Liam, um, it's one of those things where I found out late, uh, you know, I got a, a, in the group text of our team, you know, a bunch of messages and like, oh, let me click on this. Why is there so many? And then I read that. And as I'm reading, my wife's like, oh, my gosh, did you see Liam? And I was like, no. And then I started reading more and, and I was like, holy crap. And so when I found out, you know, you know, that hurts not only to know that, it's someone on our team, but I mean, if there's anyone in Major League Baseball, that's tough. You know, we're all part of the same, same kind of group of guys. There's only so many that ever get to put on a uniform in Major League Baseball, and, and to have it as uh, number one, your teammate, that that's even harder. And then to have it as you know, a guy who I'm around every single day in the bullpen, we're a little band of brothers down there, and he's 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 the one that drives our our unit. You know, without him, you know, there could be guys who could have another arm injury because you know it's another inning to fill, or there could be guys who we wanted, maybe we obviously wouldn't have 81 wins without Liam. You know, he saved so many games. Um, and to hear that, and, and so I, I, I kind of gave him some time because I know everyone's blowing his phone. So uh, later on that evening, I gave it a few hours after his announcement. And, you know, I, I shot him a text and I was like, you know, pretty much trying to just encourage him saying, hey, bro, like you've been through it all. Like literally as, as a player, he really has. Um, you know, this guy's been released, what, five times. You know, went from starter to reliever. Nobody wanted him. You know, kicked out of the league, made it up early as a young age, didn't get back. Um, and he's been through the ringer, and, and that's a testament to his work work ethic. And you know, I told him, and it's one of those things we have. We have a saying in the bullpen where it's like, hey, you have shoulder tendonitis, or you you, you have you tweaked your hammy, but you still got to pitch. So we just say, just post, just post today. I don't care what you're feeling, just post. And so I ended the words of encouragement, be like, hey man, if anyone could be cancerous, you just post. And, you know, just some words of encouragement, and he got back to me. And, uh, you know, that that was uh, something cool. I know he's going through, you know, mentally, that's an even bigger battle. And I know he's him and his wife are, and his parents are here, which is great. You know, his parents came down for Christmas for a month. Mm. Um, so I think uh, for him to be around his family, who he hasn't seen in a couple of years because they're from Australia and all the lockout and the protocols and all that. Um, so... I'm glad that his family's here to go through a tough time and they could get through this as a family. And, you know, if anyone could do it, it's Liam Hendricks. You know, the guy's a, the guy's a grinder. And, and, and like I said, just post. He'll, he'll be able to get through it. There you go. You know, we're going to wish him a speedy recovery. As do we on this show. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score talking to Joe Kelly. We're actually holding Legos right now. Um, and Liam Hendricks is a, a Lego master, as you know. But we're holding it because the Bears GM, Ryan Poles, had a Lego today at the press conference. 
We heard you're a football guy and you had a fantasy football team that did well, Joe Kelly, or did it do poorly? Are you a proud man? Where are you uh, on this? Um, you know, just joined the White Sox, you know, for the first season. You know, I didn't want to do it to the boys, but yeah, league champ, um, <laughs> you know, came in. And uh, here in the big leagues, we have a, 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 a big entry fee. So let's just say that uh, dividends pay off very well. Oh. Um, it's unfortunate for Yasmani Grandal. Um, <laughs> he came in second, oh. and I offered to give him the chance to split at one point. Oh, um, you know, my team beat him by 20, but he was projected to win by two points. So it was still a toss-up. Um, and then the game obviously is not played, and he lost by 20. And so it is what it is. Yaz, oh. you had your chance, and now it's gone. Um, he had so Bengals and Bills. on second place, Yaz. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, he had a... Uh, he had T. Higgins. Yeah. Uh, who else did he have? Oh, and Jamar Chase. He had both of them. We talking five figures here, Joe? Um, and, and entry fee for sure, but winnings. Win, winnings are. I, I would not to say because people get, are so sensitive nowadays. But yeah, it, my winnings could buy a car, probably. Oh. Your winnings could buy a car. <laughs> a, a nice car. Uh, you thought I wasn't going to say it, huh? But no, nah, I'm not like that. Of course, I'm going to say it. Well, I mean, I mean, are we talking like a Honda Accord? Or are we talking uh, an Escalade? It's one of those cars that give you on the prices right, you know. Okay. Yeah, it's a good car. It's a good. Yeah, it's a good car. Decent. Yeah, a decent car. Joe Kelly, uh, always love checking in with him. Buy his book, pre-order now him and Rob Bradford, a damn near perfect game, reclaiming America's pastime, wherever books are sold, but basically Amazon. Joe, good stuff, man. We'll talk soon. Thank you. I'm going to end it last time. Thanks, boys. Boys. <laughs> Thanks, Only Joe. two curses, too, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Only Ke- curse twice. Kept that number low. And I don't think we heard him this time. Last time we heard him. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll <laughs> find out. Yeah, when I screened him, I, I said, hey, last time you were here, you were in studio for like an hour, and you almost got me fired, and he cut me off. He's like, yeah, I remember. Not going to do it. And we only got two. <laughs> only got two. Only two. That's not bad. We could work with two. Mm-hmm. But that's two over one segment. That was nine over an hour. We would have been back at nine. Definitely. And the intro primed him for it and the whole thing. Yeah, in studio without the intro, he would have been up at nine. But check out his book. Love talking to that guy. Um, and good to hear. Just post uh, him. Just post. That, I like that. And that Liam Hendricks w- yep. was throwing, knowing that he had the diagnosis. He just hadn't shared Ooh. it. And and yet. I and I hadn't heard that his family was in town. So that's great. Yeah, that is that is nice to hear. We've got uh, Mark Grody with the Bears report coming up at five o'clock. Also, uh, something happened yesterday on the show, and then something happened today in the football ecosystem that I'm confused about what, how it could have possibly changed that much in 16 hours. We'll examine coming up on the score. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. 